This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I won't be saying that the X for long when they start when they start paying, they start charging, Larry's leaving. <laughs> what mo- level of uh, expense would you be if it was a dollar a month? Would you put up with a dollar a month? No. Would you put if it was 50 cents a month? Is in it the principle current, of it? In the, is this in its current form? Yeah. No. What if for what if for a dollar a month all the bots would be gone and it was it was humming along better than it's ever hummed along before for a dollar a month? Would that be worth it to you? Possibly. I, I'm guessing it's probably going to be more than a dollar a month. I'm, I'm just sure trying to present the, the the appetizer, try to suck you in, Larry. Try I know to you did. You're doing you, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Uh, they should consult you when they start to put this. On I, don't, the I don't think they need charging. my advice. As bad <laughs> oh, as things are going, do. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, I disagree. I don't know if they're, they're going to be. Um, I'll tell you this: topping on my shoulder. I don't. I don't get that. I don't have that expectation. Check back with me when there's a mass exodus. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure there will be a reconsideration. Yeah, for your possible... if it's anything more than a dollar, I was thinking about that today. I was like, how much would I be willing to? Pay? I said, I think a dollar a month I would be willing to pay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's At changed so much. Yes, it has. It's not. It's not what it used to be. It is not. And and it's for a while, it, people were predicting doom and gloom, and I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It feels like it's the same thing. And then all of a sudden, like as soon as I, you know what the problem was, Larry, mm-hmm. I know where the downfall was. Okay. The moment I got that blue check mark, it was all downhill, Larry. <laughs> I said, I don't know how this is going to turn, but I got my blue check. Now that I have one, something bad is going to happen. And, it and did. sure enough, it did, Larry. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. Well, you know what, Gordon? On that note, let's talk about the top stories we're covering let's tonight here on 987 ESPN. Wait a minute. Didn't we say last night that Saquon Barkley was out like three weeks, four weeks? Hold up. Could Saquon play Thursday night in San Francisco? Listen to Brian Dable to hear what he has to say about his running back. I'm not saying that he's out yet. He's he's a quick healer. I'm not saying he's in. He's out. We're going to take it all the way up with him to, to Thursday, but he feels a lot better today. I just I just talked to him. So we'll see. We'll see where we're at. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and it is that one in a million, not one in a hundred. Exactly. One in a hundred, more like one in a million. Yeah, it's one in a million. You know, there comes it, and I understand uh, gamesmanship from coaches, but stop. You're not putting him out there in this compromised situation when on the other side, Gordon, you've got an extended time to let him get to let him heal. Absolutely. It would be absolutely irresponsible for the Giants to put him out there at anything less than 100% against that defense. Ugh. When, if you lose this game, it's disappointing. But you need, say, if you have any chance of digging out of the hole you've kind of created for yourself, you're going to need a healthy Saquon Barkley back as, as soon as he can be at 100%. Yeah, because, you know what? We love the RPOs with Daniel Jones. We also love the play action with Daniel Jones. And the play action doesn't work without a running back that you have to prepare for. Listen. No disrespect to Breida, but Breida's not Barkley. Nope. Plain and simple. Now, Gordon, many callers have suggested that, you know, with the quarterback situation for the Jets and, you know, with Zach Wilson, that they need they need to reach out to veteran leadership, a guy who could move the ball, a proven talent. 
And the name Tom Brady has come up from time to time. <laughs> so it's not surprising that Jim Gray spoke with Tom Brady and asked him to question. Could you, are you, did the Jets call you yet, Tom? Tom, we know you're on a lot of Jets for Delta in your leadership role. The question everybody has been wondering is, have the Jets called? And are you uh, considering no, the no, Jets? No, no. Next question. Asked and answered? You already know. Uh, was that his final answer, Gordon? I think that was his final. I think he's locked in. As we say on what I learned on TikTok, Larry, I think we are locked I think he is locked into that answer. That answer. I think so. Big fat no. Yeah, big fat no. Well, look, it can't hurt. It couldn't hurt to ask. Absolutely. It, and by Jim Gray asking, you found out how long it took. It took like three seconds for him to say no. Yeah, exactly. They did what they were supposed to do. Well, if they reached out to him, they did. I don't know. If, I don't think that they even did that much. I well, think they knew you know, the answer before. They Sometimes knew the you know answer the anyway. It's like when you go and you see something that looks expensive and, and you don't know what the price is. You don't, you don't have ask to know. because you, you have to ask the price. You can't afford it. Yep. It's kind of the same thing. You know, you know. Injuries on Monday Night Football, Gordon. Running back Nick Chubb to have season-ending surgery. Jerome Ford is not that featured back. Coach Devin Stefanski said that the Browns are working on adding another running back. Now, he did not provide specifics. Chubb, as you mentioned, injured the left knee. It's the same one he had reconstructed after tearing his MCL, PCL, and LCL while at Georgia in 2015. And, Gordon, I, I applaud us not re not re uh, replaying that hit. I saw it originally, Gordon. I had to turn away, even after I saw it originally. I did not need to see it again. Uh, there was a clip going around the internet. Not a, it's of the play where he gets hurt, but you don't see the injury. You just hear the reaction of the crowd when it gets shown on the the jumbotron or the large screen, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And the entire crowd, uh, Troy and, and Joe are are talking on the broadcast, and all of a sudden you just hear. The whole crowd just go, oh, they, yeah. they all in unison saw how bad of an injury that was. So um, hopefully he heals up. He's an amazing running back. But like we were talking with Saquon, when all these people during the summertime are, oh, you got to pay these running backs. You got to pay these running backs. That that position, unfortunately, there's a reason why. And part of it is the injury history there. These guys take a lot of abuse. And it's not surprising to me that the guys who are kind of the bell cow guys, mm -hmm. Saquon, and now Nick Chubb are both going to be missing some time. A lot of conversation, too, about that hit. Uh, a lot of that on X today. It was an interesting one between um, Nate Burleson and um, our uh, I can't, Ryan Clark. Thank you, Harvey. Mm -hmm. Our Ryan Clark. And they went back and forth. And that was interesting from, you know, from and, and you know what's funny about it, Gordon? It's it was an offensive player against a defensive player. And the perspectives are just so different. Yeah, flipped. Uh, well, look, I, I did not want to dive into that because I did not want to see the injury again. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, yeah, it's definitely unfortunate. I just saw it out of the corner of my eye because we were on the air. And, and you can see – it's almost like you can see it right away that yeah. something looked off about that play even though you don't mm -hmm. know what it was. Uh, so I'm not going to go back and watch it again. No, no. But, I'm good. Yeah, an unfortunate injury for the Browns. So no uh, question. they had their own, they had other problems last night as well. Their quarterback, who they they moved heaven and earth to get and paid a huge yeah. ransom to get, is not very mm -hmm. good. And and how their season uh, turns out is going to be now riding even more on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, no question about it. Another injury: the Panthers linebacker Shaq Thompson fractured fibula. 
Coach Frank Reich said the veteran player has had surgery, expected to be out for the rest of the season. He was carted off the field late in the first quarter of the Monday night loss to the Saints for the Panthers. Injuries. Yeah, I mean, it injuries, doesn't take long injuries. for these injuries to start mounting, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. This is week two. Two guys done for the year. Colorado coach Deion Sanders condemns the death threats against Colorado State defensive back. He was asked about the treatment of Rams Henry Blackburn after his hit, which turned out to be an illegal hit. He was penalized for it of uh, of uh, the Colorado uh, two star two way star Travis Hunter that sent him to the hospital. Sanders said, "Quarter, you can call it dirty. You could call it." You could call it dirty or you could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. Travis Hunter, however, Gordon, has a lacerated liver, will be out at least this weekend's game against number 10, Oregon. Clearly, it was a dirty hit. It's not the dirtiest hit that I've ever seen. Uh, it was right to be penalized, but I mean, people just take it too far. I don't know if you have these story, this story in the in the rundown, but what happened at the Dolphins Patriots game with the yes. fan? Mm-hmm. It it's about seems to get like to that. A, a, on a regular basis, that type of stuff is happening, and yeah. people are just taking things a little too seriously sometimes, and kind of uh, trying to be bigger than the fan base. You know what it is, Gordon, and I'm not trying to be a sociologist here. But I think there's a combination of things. Obviously, it's the alcohol and stuff oh, that's served absolutely. at the ballpark that, that yep. that's in the leading situation. But Gordon, too, I mean, let's just face it. Fantasy football, betting, there, there's a lot riding on how players perform to fans now. And so they're starting to, you know, when players don't do much, they're starting to act out. Plus, people have problems and other things. It's just a lot of different things that are going on that's leading to this behavior now. Yeah, I think obviously the number one to me is the booze. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's certain people. I mean, I enjoy a drink. I'm sure you enjoy a drink from time to time, Larry. You go to a game, you you, you get, uh, you know, you, you have a good time. You have some fun, but it doesn't cross over. And there's, there's other people that ju- they just don't know where to stop. And Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like there's too many because that, that football stuff, maybe now, it, maybe it's just now that everybody has cameras. Whereas in the mm-hmm. past, we didn't have cameras, so it just seems like it, but it def- definitely seems like there is way more of it. Ha- it's, it seems like on, an, on a, on a game-in, game-out basis, there is this stuff that's happening. It's crazy. That's all I know. It's crazy. And unfortunately, Gordon, it's getting, it's not just pros in college. It's high school. It's, it's fans in the stands at high school games. It's, it's, you know, having basketball teams being driven because of stuff that happens during the regular season, Gordon, there was a high school team that I covered years ago that had to be that their championship game was moved to a neutral location. And Gordon, because of what happened during the regular season, only the bus driver knew where the game was being held. (laughs) They didn't tell the coaches. They didn't tell the team. They didn't tell the media. Only the bus driver. A white van is going to pull up, uh, be dressed in your uniform, a white van. They're going to put a a pillowcase over your head and then they're going to throw you in the team bus. And that's it. That's, that's, that's scary. It does feel like football. It happens way more in football. It does. No question about it. I'm sure it happens in baseball. I'm sure it happens in basketball games from time to time, but it definitely feels like football. I'm not sure if it's the violence, the once a week, it's because it's the biggest sport. I don't know what yeah. it is. Maybe it's a combination of things, but um, it, it's definitely a problem. It's the biggest sport with the biggest amount of fans with trash talking and booze. It's a bad right. combination. Everybody, <laughs> right, you're right. You go tailgate before the game, right. Yep. You don't generally do that as much in baseball or basketball or hockey. So 
And it can't be the on. violence because there's a lot of violence in just built into the sport of, of hockey, right? There's hits, yeah. there's, there's occasionally fights. There used to be fights far more often. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are fights in the stands, but it doesn't feel like at the same, the same level of football games. I don't know. No, there's no question about it. And those are some of the stories we'll chat about tonight on ESPN New York Tonight. We'll get your thoughts on some of the things that's going on in the world of sports. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, I, I got to tell you, this, this Niners game is it's fascinating to me uh, because of what the Giants have done last uh, su- Sunday in Arizona, right? Do, do I expect them to win this game? No. But but here's the question. I thought LaGreca made an interesting point on the K-Show earlier. And that is, there's levels to losing. Okay? No, you're not expecting the Giants to beat the Niners, especially without Barkley. But you don't, you want them to be in the game, right? You want it to be, if you're a Giants fan, you want it to be a competitive game. You don't want to see a rehash, a replay of the of the game against Dallas. And you actually don't want to see a replay of the first half against Arizona. You would like to see closer to the second half of what you saw against Arizona, clearly. But I don't know that you're going to get that against the 49ers. So what what, what would be an acceptable – because I don't see it being a close game, Gordon. I see it at least being, with all due respect to the Giants, without, you know, once again, without Barkley, I just see it to be at least a two-touchdown, maybe three-touchdown difference, especially the way they're playing defensively. Yeah, the Giants, to me, have kind of been exposed as a team that when they face off against the most talented team, there's still a, a large talent discrepancy. Coaching, they can get by if the talent is relatively close. But if the talent is a large difference, uh, like you see with the Cowboys games and the Eagles games, and it would certainly seem like with this Niners game, it uh, doesn't seem like they can hang with a team like that. We'll see Thursday night. If they do, uh, I, I will have been proven wrong, at least in this one example. But um, it feels like they don't really match up well against the Niners. And the Niners, of all the teams so far this year, you might say they're the most impressive so far yeah. with what they've done, right up there with the Cowboys. The problem for the Giants is their schedule this year features a lot of those games. Unfortunately, they're in the NFC East, so you got to have another one against Dallas. you got two against Philadelphia, who you never beat. You got this one against the Niners. You play the Bills in Buffalo this year. So if you're not winning any of those against the really good teams, you have to be winning at a pretty good clip against everybody else. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's sometimes hard to do. Now, last year they were able to do that, but mm-hmm. that's tough to do back-to-back years. And they got Miami. Well, I don't know if Miami's that. I don't think Miami is at the talent level. And I, you can say it's my 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 negativity uh-huh. or whatnot. I don't think that they're, in terms of overall talented teams, Niners, Cowboys, They're close to Buffalo, Eagles, though, aren't Buffalo, they? yeah. Maybe. They're close to the Bills. They're in the Bills we'll category, I would think. We'll see. I would not put them in that category. Okay. All right. I hear you. That might uh, just be little old negative me. I understand. You, you want to keep it the way I, ho- it is. I hope you're right. I hope, they went, I hope the Dolphins went 40 to I hope it looks like that Cowboy game. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do, but you're. Oh, you're, I love that. You're guarding against that. It. Talking you're to Harvey all, all week long after that. Oof. Oh, no. <laughs> He'd be on that Red, Red Bull tip like you read about, Larry. <laughs> oh, no. Har- Harvey Harvey won't be talking to you much that week. No. I think he's going to be, he's gonna be very be quiet. MIA. 
he's going to be very quiet that week. Uh, the other problem with the Giants, quite frankly, is, you know, we're not sure if Andrew Thomas is going to play. You know the issues you got with Evan Neal. Breesden is not playing. He's suffering from – he's hit, had a concussion. And, oh, by the way, Joey Bosa's on the other side waiting for you. So, you know, this this is – this is going to be an interesting challenge for the Giants offense, right? It's 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 funny, but it's it's kind of Gordon a similar situation to Dallas in a sense. Dallas's defense I think is a little deeper, but clearly State Frisco puts on the pressure with the best of them. Yep, and they're just as physical. Um they have all the talent in the world on really both sides. I mean, they are yeah. a team that is built to win now and to win a Super Bowl now and and Brock Purdy has looked like he's picked right up where he left off, and um, they are a very scary team. So uh, let's see. If, if this year is about proving that last year was not a fluke, these are the type of games you have to yeah. see. You get another chance to see how much you've kind of closed the gap. It's not the Cowboys. It's not the Eagles. But the Niners are right in that upper echelon of, of NFC teams. And, and if you want to be a playoff team again this year or expect to be, you want to see mm -hmm. how close you measure up. First game of the year, they didn't measure up at all. No. Mm -mm. Uh, it's got to it's gotta be better than that. Has to be. You can't go. You, you can't have another six quarters where you don't score. That's no. for sure. You can't no. do that. You can't do that. Robbie's in Massachusetts. Robbie, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Gordon. Larry, nice to talk. It's been a while. How you been? Hey, Robbie. To talk, you know, just before I talk about the Giants, I got to say something. Honestly, Gordon, I'm watching the Yankee game. You know, I just flipped it off. Why? Because I like watching. <laughs> why, I why would it's you like do that? Torture. I know why? it's like torture for me. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton is batting 189. I mean, what are we going to do about this guy next year? I mean, how are we going to bring this guy back? He can't even hit his weight. So you're going to play him. Yeah. He's going to be your DH. <laughs> He's going to be a DH. You're going to have opening day, and you're going to announce three guys batting ahead of him and then batting cleanup for the New York Yankees, John oh, Carlos Stanton. That's right. He's boy, not going anywhere, Robbie. The man's making $29 million batting one hand. Anyway, get to the Giants, okay? That game up was crazy the other day, but here's my question for you. Leonard Williams, this guy's invisible. They gave the, Gi the Giants gave this guy a lot of money, and he just does nothing. And the other thing is Kayvon Thibodeau. They line him on the edge all the time. I'm just wondering what kind of player Kayvon Thibodeau is really going to be. I mean, it's going to be a while till we know what he's going to be, but I'd like to see the Giants use him in different formations and so forth. I wanted to ask it, too. I asked Harvey, I guess Harvey's producing, a um, question about Barkley. You know, I was on my radio program this morning, and I didn't really get all the information about Saquon. How long do you think he's going to be out for? Did they have a progress on him, or is it going to be a day-to-day -day thing as far as goes? Because I know it's an ankle problem. Ankles could be tough. So just wondering what the uh, prognosis was as far as, as far as Saquon goes. But, you know, the thing about the Giants is that it's always been a problem. Their offensive line, their defensive line. This goes like every year. And, you know, every time I watch Micah Parsons play for Dallas, I go, why did the Giants draft him? He was right there at nine to be drafted. In fact, I sent my girlfriend films of him. And I said, this is the guy the Giants need to take. The problem with the Giants, they have nobody who can wreck a game on defense. And they really don't have anybody that stretches the field. Now, you can talk about Jalen Hyatt, the kid they just drafted, obviously stretched the field the other day. But they really don't have that consistent receiver, that that real the guy that you are scared of, you know what I'm saying, guys? So, well, we got to say, Robbie, we got to say, uh -huh. thanks for the phone call. Maybe Hyatt is that guy, you know, you know, um, maybe he is. We'll we'll find out. You know, I tell you this, he, he loosened things up on Sunday because they weren't yep. doing anything mm -hmm. until they got they connected with him. Then they got another couple of folks involved, and what? And because see, Gordon, that's what they're going to have to do. Because listen. Frisco is not going to defend Waller the way the Cardinals defended Waller in the second half. They're going to take Waller away. 
So somebody's got to be able to stretch the field for the Giants if Daniel Jones has any time to get them, get them the football. And that's where you need a guy like Hyatt that can do something like that. Um, in terms of Saquon, I, the original diagnosis was three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, Brian Dable is, is trying to have a little gamesmanship saying, oh, I'm not ruling him out yet. He's a really fast healer. It would be it would be kind of like organizational malpractice to put him back out there after the in- and, and let's be honest, when you saw him getting helped off the field the way you thought it was going to be a whole lot worse than that. I thought it was a fracture, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was going to be, a, a, if not season ending, uh, certainly like eight weeks, Titus. So they, they dodged a bullet. I would think this game and next game, at the very least, he should not play. I agree. Especially when he slammed his helmet down. I thought he was done for the year. Yeah, to be honest, because players right. kind of know. Absolutely. Absolutely. They know. They know. Uh, the word you're looking for, Gordon, is bamboozled. That's what Brian Dable's trying to do. Yes, he's trying to give him the, the, the bamboozle. You're yeah, absolutely he's trying to bamboozle. Right. Yes. That's what he's trying to do. Barkley's not playing. 1 800. Now, Gordon, if they have given him his money, maybe. Well, look, <laughs> and, and for Saquon's bit here. He shouldn't come back no. until he's 100% healthy. Absolutely right. Because it's just going to cost him more money down the road exactly. anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So if they have, maybe if they have given him his money, maybe he would try to give it a go. Right. Uh, hey, I'm this a team player. I'm all for the organization. Well, the organization's telling me I'm worth this. Well, okay. Yeah. That's it. I'm sitting out. See you in three weeks. I'll see you in three weeks. For the good of the team. Because you can play injured, but you can't. You can play hurt, but you can't play injured. He's too good a guy, though. That's the Saquon's biggest problem is he's too good a guy. We don't take him seriously because of that. Like I know it's true. And any in any other situation, the, the guy would sit out, wait until I'm a hundred percent because I'm going to be a free right. agent again next year, almost certainly. That's so that's right. I'm not rushing back. I'll be back as soon as I can. Ouch! Oh, it hurts again. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. More of your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Every fan just wants to be a part of a winning team, right? So even early in that game, our own fans are booing us. You're giving up on us. And then as soon as we start to win, now everybody's cheering and everybody's excited. Everybody wants to get a jersey signed and this and that. It's a tough situation, but when you start to realize that the only people that matter are the people in the room, the only people who are really here for us is us. As long as we continue to focus on that and continue to control the narrative and keep pushing forward, we'll be all right. Kayvon Thibodeau, Gordon, not happy with uh, fan reaction to the Giants, the way they played. And this was on the road. <laughs> so, so, he, with, so, so look, two things. He's a young player. He'll, he'll grow to understand. Um, fans want to cheer. They really don't want to boo their team. They don't go there saying, I can't wait for my team to do bad so I can boo them. Mm-hmm. They go there saying, let's go, Big Blue. Come on. Gordon, you were down 21 to a team that's trying to get the number one draft choice in the National Football League in 2024. You don't think that they had, I'm not even going to say a right, but let's just say you don't think that that was a reason? They didn't just boo you because I feel like booing. They booed you because you played horrible in the first half. Because you deserved it. Uh, this is not Oregon anymore. This is the big, bad New York City fan base. And if you perform like garbage, they're going to they're gonna boo you. And I, I would think, I'm sure some of the fans that were out there in Arizona are 
transplants, people who are giant fans. But I'm, I'm assuming a lot of them travel for the game. Yeah. So sure. imagine you travel all the way to Arizona. You make a weekend out of it. You're going to go watch your Giants after getting embarrassed in the first game of the season. And you're, you're still going. You bought the tickets. You bought the airfare. You bought the hotel. You got the rental car. You can do all this stuff. Yep. And then you're getting embarrassed <laughs> against the Arizona car. You're booing is the last of your problems. You're yeah. lucky you weren't saying something worse. It's true. It's true. And, of course, you rely on your teammates. Of course, you bond together. Of course, that's your family during the football season. Duh, we get that. Yeah. But you know what? I'm sure coaches said some things at halftime that were probably worse than what the fans said to you, what you heard in the stands. I'm sure. So, I mean, look, fans are short for fanatics. Mm -hmm. They ride the roller coaster, okay? And at the end of it, you won. So they came to get your autograph because, you know what? They kind of feel like, you know what, Gordon, the fact that we were booing them, it snapped them out of it, and they got better in the second mm -hmm. half. And so, yeah. you know, we're part of the reason why they came back and won that game. Because guess what? When you were scoring those points, Kayvon, they weren't booing anymore. They were cheering. They were yelling, defense, stop them. They were rooting for Daniel Jones. They were jumping up and down. So, I mean, it's very simple. It's a very simple. It, it's it's easier than algebra. Play well, fans cheer. You don't play well, they don't cheer. Very simple. Yeah, they they cheer because uh, they boo because they want to cheer, and you're not getting anything to cheer about. So I don't know. Uh, I would have thought that this would have sunk in the first season. Now maybe there wasn't that much to boo last year because it was yeah. such a good year, and this year's gotten off to a rough start. At least was at halftime of that game uh, on on Sunday. But uh, mm -hmm. I I can't imagine being in that spot and being so out of touch, thinking, "Well, our fans are booing. How dare they <laughs> boo us?" What could they be booing about? What could they possibly be booing? We got destroyed by the Dallas Cowboys, just a, a national embarrassment on Sunday Night Football. And and it would have been worse given – I mean, they were on pace to do the same thing against Arizona. They were. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Back to the phones we go. Gordon, join me in saying happy birthday to Jose from Brooklyn. Jose, happy birthday, my friend. Thank you guys uh, and um, shout out to the company. Hello, Larry and Gordon. Um, just here to you know. What'd you do on your birthday, my... Jose? What'd you do today? Oh, I actually work today. Like you know, any good old American, you know, capitalist that's just you know trying to work hard and you know, hopefully the work you know will get you know acknowledged as I you know rise to the top. You know, yeah. you, you, you know that. You know, you know that, what that means, Gordon. Right? It's gonna be a hell of a weekend for Jose yeah, this oh, weekend. Yeah, party coming. weekend. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yes. You know, I will be. I will be one of those people that will be fighting other people early in the morning for the Aaron Judge bobblehead to you know complete the roger maris and aaron judge bobblehead set and you know i'll be hopefully seeing you guys you know hopefully you know gordon won't be trying to duck and dodge me like he did at the beach bash That's, this is ridiculous <laughs> this is not true these are lies that you're spreading and just because it's your birthday i'm not going to stand for these lies i, I, I said hello to everybody that you know, I'm not. I'm uh, me. Me and Larry, we're the under the radar guys. You That's know, it. we're not. We're not DPH on Rothenberg. We're not the K Show. Some people nope. know who we are. Some people don't know who we are. Some people working at the station don't know who we are. 
So we're not going to walk around, you know, chanting at the crowd, I am Gordon Damer, come say hello to me. (laughs) That's just not my style. Just the way it works. Oh, Um, man, you're you're awesome, Gordon. I appreciate that. So here's the thing, you know, with, you know, my football point, because, you know, Someone called in and had the audacity to, you know, ask the question if I knew the difference between zone and, and man, which is hilarious because I'm just like, hey, you know what? Look, you may not like my delivery. You may not like, you know, what I have to say. But at the end of the day, the facts are facts. And when someone throws three picks and you can make all the excuses and say they're not the top five reasons that they lost or get upset that I'm calling and blaming the management because they didn't get a backup quarterback or they didn't get or they possibly didn't possibly sure up the offensive line or whatever the case may be. If you're upset that I'm right, that's a you issue, my friend. And that's something that you really shouldn't be calling radio stations almost three days in a row to, trying to attack attack somebody. Because at that point, you just look sad and pathetic. So I just wanted to thank you. Thank you guys for letting me get that off my chest. And I hope you have a great, wonderful day. Because I'm off to, you know, have some more Henny Coladas and, you know, have, oh, some, have a good night. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, Jose. Thanks for the there phone call. That's, that's, that's celebrating your birthday. But this weekend, uh, we may not recognize Jose. Right. Because <laughs> he's going to be partying. Yeah. Well, get the partying in now because yes. who knows what happens on Sunday. It might be a rough one. Yeah. Well, you know, at least you got the party. Right. <laughs> at least you got Enjoy, the party. Celebrate the birthday. You know you get one of those every single year. Yes. A win against the Patriots. You haven't had one of those in a very long time. A very long time. 2015, Gordon? Uh, it's Eric 14 Decker's... straight games that Is they've Eric... lost. Eric Decker's. That's so seven straight Decker's... years. Yes, I'm the longest streak ever, I looked it up today, Larry, 20 straight. The Bills lost 20 straight to the Dolphins from 1970 to 1979. It was a rough decade. Even with OJ? Yeah, 1970 wow. to 1979. They lost 20 in a row wow. against Miami. Even the electric company couldn't stop them. I guess not. Yeah. Right, look, wow. the Jets the, the Jets are getting caught. 14 is not They're that close. far away from 20. They're down the street. They're in the neighborhood. You can see it in the, in the distance. <laughs> they're in the neighborhood. That's not even the distance. They're in the na- they're right down the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they they got to win this game Sunday, dude. Gordon, remember, remember, <laughs> it's a must win for them. Like Arizona was a must win for mm-hmm. the Giants. This is a must win for the Jets. They have to win this game. Well, it's more of a must win than Buffalo was. For me, if I were a Jet fan, this is more of a must win than Buffalo was. Because I get that you wanted to start yeah. off the season, mm-hmm. especially Gordon, especially now, okay, especially now, because Aaron Rodgers is not walking through that door, even though he's talking about, well, yeah, I might come. Stop, stop it. Speaking of uh, of organizational malpractice, <laughs> don't even le- think letting about the it. oldest player in the sport come back four months, and really at this rate, what's he coming back to? Yeah, not much. Right? If they're if they're four and eleven, oh yeah, let's get Aaron back out there. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I would not say that to me this is not a, a must win game, but you have to win either this game. You have to be two and four at the bye. Now, you might make the argument that this is the most winnable game that you have at the bye. I think because it is going to Denver. Denver's a worse team, I think, than the New England Patriots are. Yes. But I don't know that it's by that much. It's a road game. 
So you got to win the, one of these the games. The air, the players, yep, th- the thin air, all the other stuff. You know, I mean, this uh, might this might be the most winnable game you get before the bye. It's the most winnable game, and it's against an opponent that you have not beaten. You need this game. It's plain and simple. You got to have this game. You got to have, honestly, you got to have as many games in, in your conference as you can get because that's going to help you get to mm-hmm. the And you have to help you get this one. Playoffs, yeah. And, and this is a divisional game. So you got to have this one. And when you play Denver, you really need that one too because it's a conference game. Because, see, Gordon, now we're looking at this – and we're saying, listen, uh, Chargers are 0-2, okay? Gordon, if they lose, what, they have Minnesota this week, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, could Staley be out if they go 0-3? They were already asking him questions after the last loss of whether or not last year's playoff loss to the Jaguars, mm-hmm. there's still a hangover. The fact that they're still asking him questions – about last year mm-hmm. into this year, mm-hmm. that's not a good sign for him. It's not term. a good sign. No. And it's a lot a of people sign. thought he was going to lose his job after that. Absolutely. I thought I thought he should have lost his job when he put when he put the quarterback back in with the ribs. I thought he was done then. I will say this. The Jet defense, if you want to ever be able oh, to please. talk again. You got to stop him. You got to hold them to 10 points or less. Yep. I don't want to hear the the, the 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 cowboy defense. Okay, fine. They got stars. They got C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard's great, and Dak is very good, and they got a yeah. great offensive line and all, and yeah. they can go up and down. Okay, it's not ideal, but it happens. Right. I don't want to hear anything if you give up more than ten points on Sunday. Right. Now there's a pick six. We got it. That's not on you. No. But what you have? What right. you have? What to you do, have what given up? In, what you're right. in charge of? I would that say means seven. Points, get off the field on but I'll now. give you a little wiggle room. If you give up more than ten points in this game, I never want to hear about how great the Jet defense is again. Absolutely right. Because you lose this, now you're one and two, and it's 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 spiraling. Let's be honest. It's spiraling, and then you're gonna start looking around that locker room. Oh, it's already going on, man. You know, you're really gonna start looking around that locker room. There's no question about it. Because Morgan then you get in- you get the Chiefs after that. Well, you're not winning that one, right? That's like that's like the Giants Thursday. You're not and winning that one. NBC was, is going to start rethinking this whole Sunday night football thing yeah. with the New York teams. No, they're going to start saying, "Can can we flex out of it early? <laughs> <laughs> is there a clause in there where when when the, when the quarterback gets hurt, we can flex out and redo the whole schedule? Yeah, that, that, that's what it's going to be. Might have right. to. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I mean, they're very disappointed, no question about it. Even though Zach, you know, made a play or two every now and then, he's still the same quarterback that he was last year, even though they tried to, you know, pump him up and make himself feel, make him feel all good and healthy. But the problem is, is you know that all that work you did in the offseason, all the good memories, all the good feelings that you have going into all the hopes that you have for this season are, are resting on a guy that you don't believe in. Amani Toomer was on with Barton Hahn. You can hear him along with Anita Marks and Mike Tannenbaum on our Sunday morning show, getting ready for the NFL starting at 8 a.m. here on 98.7 ESPN. It's hard to see Damon until midnight. And Gordon, that's, that's, that's what you're looking to, right? That's, that's the big question of 
losses continuing and the offense not really getting on, um, not really clicking on all cylinders. You know what I mean? So because it's it for them, it's like, oh no, this is what we went through last year. It's going to be that replay. It, it it's hard. It's really hard. It's going to come. Uh, it feels like it, a little bit of it already trickled out uh, on Sunday against the Cowboys, and that was yeah. a really good opponent. Uh, I, the Patriots are kind of tough to tell where they're at right now because it's only two games. They've been in both games. They've been competitive. They fell behind early. They had a bit of a of a comeback and fell short. So, uh, But I think it's, cl- it's clear to say that the Patriots are not w- the class of the AFC, at least no. not at this point. No, no question. There should be no reason why this defense does not go out there on Sunday at home in front of their home fans, ready to rock and roll after the first uh, for the first time since the the Bills game. The, the defense should be fired up. There's no there's no explosive offense for the for the New England Patriots. There's, it's not a quarterback that's a game changer in Mac uh, in Mac Jones. So. Mm-mm. Uh, let's see the defense come and, and bring the heat and, and go after the quarterback and shut them down and, and put up a win. Yeah. Let's see what they can do. They can only do their part. We're not asking them to score, although a turnover and a, touch, a, a pick six would be nice because <laughs> the offense could use the help. Go along. <laughs> right. Everybody's got to chip in right now. Uh, let's go to Roz in the car. Roz, you're next on 98.7. All right. Listen, I, I just wanted to make a couple points here. Um, I've been listening to a bunch of different, uh, you know, uh, hosts on the radio station, and I'm not sure what your take is on this, but how come everybody is seemingly giving Joe Douglas a pass, and it seems like Robert Sala is the only one whose job is, like, you know, on the hot seat when he's, in my opinion, I would say that he's pretty much doing the best he can with what he has. He's a defensive, um, you know, minded coach. The defense is the strength of the team. He obviously has not much to work with on the offense. The offensive line is terrible, which is supposedly Joe Douglas's, uh, you know, MO. Uh, he, he, he completely screwed up on the um, uh, second overall pick. Um, yes, Sauce and, and Wilson seem to be good, but that's just one year. So far, Sauce has had a, a horrendous start <clears throat> to the year. So, like, what, what's the whole, like, uh, infatuation with Joe Douglas having um, – you know, another chance, and, and it's just Rob. So, like, I would think it would be the other way around, if anything, or it would be a package deal that they would both be gone. So, uh, like, you know, are you guys on the same train train of thought where Joe Douglas is safe and he's not really, uh, you know, the one that's going to be taking the fall here and it should be Rob Sala and it is Rob Sala's fault or or um, or what? Like, you know, that that's basically what I was trying to get at because I'm confused as to what, it is about Joe. I don't see how he is safe. He just because he made two good picks, which were you know their top ten picks. It's hard to mess them up, and he messed up on one of the the most important picks, which was the number two overall pick. So like that alone, like just and and the fact that he won't bite the bullet and just um you know move on from him. Like you see how they moved on from Trey. Well, Ross, here's Francisco. the thing. Here's the thing. And thanks for the phone call. Both Gordon and I have not absolve Joe Douglas from anything. We, we've repeatedly uh, talked about the failures he's had with, with the offensive line alone, not even talking about the draft, but with the offensive line, it should not be in the situation it is. Uh, the reason why most, most people are siding, that, not saying that Joe Douglas is going to leave, is because I think, Gordon, we don't think what he's going to let him go. 
I don't think Woody Johnson is firing him right now. Yeah, well, we have conversations. We talk about sometimes what what will happen and what should happen. Now, if you're mm-hmm. asking us what should happen, yeah, Joe Douglas, we have been uh, as as vocal as we can be, pointing out the flaws uh, of the team, and and a lot of them go right to the feet of Joe Douglas, the offensive mm-hmm. line, blowing the second pick in the draft, all these things. And if you don't think the coach is a good coach, that's on Joe Douglas too. He picked him. Yeah. But yep. we have to separate sometimes conversations from what we think should happen, what, what we think will happen. And it certainly seems like if you're reading the tea leaves, and it's not even tea leaves, it's, it's spray painted on the side of a wall. <laughs> if the season does not go well this year, it's going to be that Robert Sal is going to be the first one to fall mm-hmm. and, and, and likely the only one to fall and that Joe Douglas won't be the one to go. Because right. the other thing you have to say for Joe Douglas, at least he, you're saying, well, he picked this guy, he picked that guy. And uh, you're supposed to not – he has some successes he can point to. Yeah. What would Robert Sala point to right now? Three losing seasons. Right. I, I, that's, that certainly seems like the way it's going to go right now. Now, the first year, yeah. we kind of gave him a pass. There were no sure. expectations there after the Adam Gase thing. Mm-hmm. Last year, it looked like that they were on their way, and then the whole quarterback thing happened, and it all blew up, and he did not handle it well. And then this year, you're right back to square one, and it seems like you're going to have another you know, seven-win year at the top end. So – uh, it's kind of hard. If you're picking one to get rid of, it's not it's that Joe Douglas coach. has done a great job, but he's done no, a better job be than Robert Sala. It's going to be the coach. But see, yeah. then the question becomes, Gordon, if we let the coach go, then who's going to pick the next coach? I don't know. And then are we going to have – I know, then, I know then who's going to have again. an opinion on it, though. Yeah, exactly. But then here we go again. So we got – a general manager picking another head coach and then he may be gone and then we're you know we're we're in that chasing that you know the 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 rat in the maze thing again because you know that's what they've always done it started with Idzik they brought Idzik in he didn't want Ryan he didn't want to spend any money so he could get rid of Ryan and then they ended up firing him and keeping Ryan and so you know it's 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 been that way where it's been imba- unbalanced where the general manager they should all Roz is right. If you're going to make a move, you should make it. They all should go. <laughs> they all should go. This way, the general manager comes in, and then he brings in a coach, and then you do it that way. But here's the, here's the issue that Salah has, Gordon. Like you said, the first year, okay, it's not much expended, expected because of what happened. The problem that he's got with year number two is they were seven and four. Mm-hmm. You can't end the season on a six-game losing streak. You can't. You can't be seven and four and then end up seven and ten. You can't. That's 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 tough. It's and tough then, to say course, that you did a good job coaching when you end the season on a yeah. kind of losing skid. Okay. And and yeah, and then and then like it's which is unfair to him because nobody mentioned anything about the t shirts. Hey Gordon, when he's getting ready to be fired, watch people start mentioning about the t shirts that it was worn under his watch with Mike White. And that was a bad job, and he didn't take care of it. And he he was he wasn't in charge of his locker room and stuff like that. All this stuff, when when we're not sure what we want to do, <laughs> we save it. <laughs> then when we're ready to make a move, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. remember this? Mm-hmm. Remember that situation and how you couldn't control that? Remember this? And Gordon, let's be honest, he's a defensive guy. Don't think that the fact that they were not able to get Dallas off the field is not something that could be held against him when you have his evaluation at the end of the year, especially if things don't go well. 
Well, I will say, I think the one thing that he might have going in his favor, and you're right, if, if anybody's going to go, it's going to be the coach. It's unfortunate. I wonder how much Aaron Rodgers wants there to be change after this season. And maybe uh, they don't know yet, right? You don't know how no. the season's going to go. But right. does Rodgers want to come back with a coach that he doesn't really know? Does he have a great relationship with Salah as it's, it's kind of portrayed at times? I don't know. Um, but I would think that he he's not going to want some big fundamental change. I wouldn't think going into what could be his final season in the NFL. Does he want his guy to be the head coach? Uh, that all of a sudden changes things, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> you, th- you think it's bad now? Yes. It could always be worse. I know Nathaniel Hackett did, had a tough job when he was in Denver, but you know what, Gordon? As Sean Payton is finding out, maybe he didn't have <laughs> Maybe it wasn't all <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, see, uh, I can see Payton Rogers liking that Sala is just the defensive guy. He yes. takes care of his side. He leaves yeah. me on the offensive side with yes. our guys to do whatever we want. Yeah, I think that might he, work in his favor. So, so Rogers might say, "Give him one more chance." Yep. Because if I had been there, mm-hmm. if I it had be been different. there, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have had the situation he had. It was really tough. We were working with Zach, and I, I saw some things with him. But really, the playbook is really meant for me. I mean, I taught him some things, but the playbook is really meant for me. And so you're asking him, a third-year quarterback who struggled, to come in and try to run an offense that I've run, I've ran for over a decade, mm-hmm. okay? And there's struggles, and now the defense is on the field. And look, the defense was on the field for 45 minutes. I don't know of a lot of defenses that could be on the field for 45 minutes and not give up points, especially to the Dallas Cowboys. So... Um, you know, it might be a run it back next season. It very well might be. but It might be. It really kind of depends on how this goes. Absolutely. Oh, there's no question. There's no question. It's really going to depend how it goes, and it's going to be a run it back, but everybody's not going to be back to run it back. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that right now. This this isn't the Yankees here. Somebody's going to have to pay for the failure. Somebody's going to pay. Somebody's going to pay. It might be the quarterback that you got right now. He might be one of the reasons. He might be one of the people that has to pay. Tell you that. We'll find out. One 919 By the way, Monty Tumor was on with DPH on Rothenberg, not Barton Hahn. I, shows get all mixed up to me. When we return, more of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.